Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Commanders fans? It's Believe in Commanders. I'm Anthony Armstrong. Got my man, Ryan Murphy. Got the bell going off in the it's background. Time to you go, know I guess. it's on time when you need it. Way down there in ATL. What's up, my man? How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, it wasn't a loss. It, it wasn't a win. But uh, overall, I'm in a good mood on this Monday. Uh, get to talk football with you. So we're in a good spot. Uh, A-OK on my side. Yeah, you know, everything is pretty good. I, I can't complain. The weather's kind of turned up a little bit. Texas always has a few random leftover days that are kind of warm, um, yep. even though it's supposed to be winter time. You're supposed to be, you know, bundling up, but then every now and again you get a little light jacket weather. That's where we're at right now. So uh, I'm enjoying it. I can't really complain. Cannot That's complain. Right. That's but, right. Well, speaking of the seasons, it is uh, not only football season, but it is basketball season. So you can get your bets in with our guys at Bet Online. Don't forget that it remains to your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends. If you listen to our pick show, I mean, the picks were the, the lines were changing as we were talking. So they are literally up to the minute there on Bet Online. And don't forget it's your continued source for all sports wagering information as Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. So don't so as you know, NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. You can bet on all of that, even esports as well. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure you use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts where the game starts that is exciting yeah um this is breaking news breaking news baker mayfield has been released yes yeah he asked for it and he got it i think that you know we're gonna we're gonna get to the tie we're gonna that's obviously the the main topic of conversation for the commanders but we're gonna start with news and notes around the NFL and I think that the the commanders could very well face uh, Baker Mayfield I think the 49ers makes a whole lot of sense with Jimmy G going down the probably the biggest story to come out of the NFL yesterday was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going down with a broken foot his season is done. Yes. Uh, what do you think there? Could Kyle Shanahan go to a veteran quarterback who has had some success and could get you, uh, you know, a month, a month and a half until uh, you get the playoffs? Man, I tell you, I I was sitting there thinking, seeing Jimmy G go down. I was like, Kyle Shanahan has the worst luck with quarterbacks. Like it, he gets a nice new shiny one, gets hurt. Gets another one that's the everybody loves, dashingly handsome. He gets hurt again. Everywhere mm-hmm. he goes, it seems to have a problem with the quarterback position. And I thought that their season was done, but now you have Baker Mayfield, but you know, out there could potentially land in their laps. Um, it's it's a weird odd mix that I think it could work, right? I think Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, I think he can be best on the move. You need to get him out on the edge. And if Kyle Shanahan's going to run some of his old school stuff um, and, and some of the motion that they already do, I think Baker Mayfield could kind of fit into that. It's kind of what they've, what they've done in college. So um, I wouldn't expect him to, you know, start, you know, Sunday or anything like that, but I feel like it could kind of work. I don't see why it wouldn't. Well, and no offense to any quarterback that's ever played for the Shanahan's, but it's never been about you, right? Other than maybe John Elway. I mean, because they've done it with some interesting guys, to say the least. But you could argue with how 
again, I'm not knocking on a guy, but you know, RG three was amazing, but you could almost argue at times that Alfred Morris was the key part in that offense. So a quarterback we saw yesterday, Brock Purdy had two touchdowns for that offense. It's really about the guys around the quarterback. And when you have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, just get, get me a guy that can kind of facilitate and you could be okay. So I'm with you. I I thought immediately I was like, Oh man, the 49ers are done for, but looking at it now, I think that they can hold, uh, hold their weight and tread water a little bit here as December rolls on. Yeah. But I mean, I have to say that I I think that, you know, you, you, it's crazy to think somebody's going to show up and learn a brand new offense and make a super immediate impact. So I think Brock Purdy is probably like going to be the guy that's going to have to do it, obviously. Um, But if you get Mayfield in there, maybe you kind of try to fast track him if you feel like he does bring a little bit more than what Purdy does. Um, But that is what it is. It's an interesting thing to see, especially because it affects the commanders because they're set to face, uh, face those guys, like you said. I was going to say, I, you know, I, I never want a team to, to face injuries, but, you know, this certainly benefits the commanders. I think that, like we we're saying, the, the 49ers will be okay, but I definitely like the 49ers without Jimmy G more than I do with him in there. So that game yeah. gets a little more, um, not that you were scared to play them, but that game gets a little more interesting, maybe a little more winnable uh, yeah. in, in that scenario. So the commanders are definitely keeping an eye on that, whatever they do, because they're they're coming up next after the, the bye week and after the Giants part two. It's the 49ers and it's that home stretch there. Yeah, uh, 49ers absolutely. are the last travel of the season too. So yeah. we'll see Christmas what happens. Eve game, so. Yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, next thing I had though, Bengals beat the Chiefs. Yes. That was a good that was a good game right there. What does that yeah. tell you about the Chiefs? What does it make you think about the Chiefs? I think the Chiefs are fine. I think the the Bengals are finally rounded into form of what they were last year. I thought it was crazy um that the Chiefs have not won in Cincinnati since the 80s, which mm-hmm. they're not in the same division, so they don't always play, but you know, thought that was interesting. Uh but Joe Burrow, man, 3 and 0 against Patrick Mahomes all this calendar year. Uh, I guess the Chiefs are just hoping to get the Bengals in 2023. Maybe that's when they can finally get a win against them. Um, But, you know, more than just the Chiefs or the Bengals, I think it shows that this AFC is wide open. Uh, The the Dolphins kind of got put in their place a little bit yesterday against the the 49ers. We know what the Bills are. We know what the Chiefs are. Uh, We know, I think we're seeing what the Bengals are, but it, it... I could see any one of those teams representing the AFC, whereas about a month or two ago, I was thinking it was probably Bills or Chiefs. It's kind of opening the door for a couple other guys. It it looks like that defense, you know, when people say defense wins championships, defense is is starting to show up running game and defense. If you're able Mm -hmm. to consistently run the ball, even if it's with the quarterback, and that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, but being able to play some defense, uh, especially with some of the playmakers and the offenses that you're going to go up against, is going to be huge. So uh, I thought that was a big win for the Bengals. I think it was, uh, there's going to be something that is is in Patrick Mahomes' head every time he faces Cincinnati that this guy has my number three and zero. So um, mm-hmm. regardless of how the teams match up. Burrow is going to always have that extra little asterisk uh, on Mahomes. So that's going to be interesting to see playing out uh, moving forward. But um, another team, I want this team here. We rolled the dice on those guys out there in Vegas. The, the, mm-hmm. the Raiders, they're looking pretty good. They're, they're yeah, starting to we, come together a little bit. 
we were critical of them when they were one and four, but now you got to kind of give them props as they've kind of moved themselves back into the playoff hunt. Were they six and seven or something like that now? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're right back in it, which was crazy to, to think. I mean, uh, who, who would have thunk you just keep throwing the ball to Devonte Adams. Good things are going to happen. And they, they figured that out there. Yeah. Uh, he's good. He is yeah, good. real good. Um, and it's 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 good to see him have uh, have his have that connection work with with uh, with his college quarterback, you know, Derek Carr. Um, and then had the battle against uh, Keenan Allen, another great quarterback. So it's going to be exciting to see those two teams battle it out because I mean that's just going to be legendary stuff. Um, I'm glad I'm glad they're getting into. It's going to definitely make it much more interesting in that AFC West, uh, but, but NFC East action. The Eagles. They absolutely trounced the Titans. Were you surprised yeah, by that? I was. I thought the Titans were going to kind of slow them down a little bit. I, I didn't think that the Titans were going to win, but I did not think it was going to be a 25-point blowout like it was. Uh, the Eagles just look like a well-oiled machine. Uh, yeah. I thought. I really thought with the Commanders beating them, the Colts playing them tight, only losing by one, I thought the Eagles were going to kind of get figured out, but kudos to them they've kind of flipped the switch and kind of made adjustments and they're still i think uh head and shoulders above everybody in the nfc so yeah. uh they look pretty scary and, and jalen hurts has quieted all doubters including myself i'll be the first to say i wasn't sure if he was a legit quarterback there's no there are no more questions like that it's now how far can he take them because yeah they, they look pretty good yeah i think that i think what it tells you about philly is that they are good enough to take away something of you. And you have to have both off a running and a running game and a passing game to beat these guys. Like you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to just be, you know, Tennessee's overpowering running game. They don't have the passing yep. game to go with it yet. And it's very easy for Philly to line up, go man to man and shut stuff down and then focus on stopping Derrick Henry in the running game. So anybody that's going to take down Philly has to be able to score points and you have to be able to do it both ways, uh, well, running and passing. Well, and it's fun to still say that the commanders are their only loss. And you think about it, we talked about how they could, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. They, they kind of, they controlled the clock and it was largely because they're running game, but they also hit some big shots to Terry McLaurin. You know, some of those receivers got involved in the passing game. So you're absolutely right. It's not just, you know, run the ball and hold on to it. The Eagles can figure that out. You got to be uh, well balanced to, to take them on. Stay in the NFC East. How about how about the best division in football? Two teams played each other, and somehow the division comes away uh, undefeated. <laughs> yesterday, they go two zero and two. So that's pretty impressive. That the best division in football, two teams playing each other, and oh they don't even God. come away with a loss. I mean, it just kind of speaks to the power of this this East. All you got to put right there is that. LeVar Ball never lost. Yeah. Never lost. That that's what that is. I was yeah. like, I, I when it, when it was getting to the overtime, I was like, this I felt like I feel like we deserve a tie. I feel like it's gonna tie. And and was, lo and behold, there it is. And, and this ain't no LeBron meme now. <laughs> yeah. It's just somewhere where you're like, this this game just kind of deserves to end with well, that's yeah, it. That- yeah, that, that's how it was. But earlier in the season, a similar scenario happened with the AFC South. They went winless with two of their teams playing each other. They went 0-2 and two. So mm. uh, the the East, they're they're legit, and it's it's crazy that the Commanders are seven five and one, which is pretty healthy, and they're sitting in fourth place. It just you know the Cowboys. I went to bed. It was twenty one to nineteen. I wake up. It was fifty four to nineteen. So they oh, yeah. they turned it on. They put the beat down on the Colts in the end. 
Um, so everybody in the East right now is just clicking, and uh, it's going to be tough for the the Commanders to to move up. I think so. That's why you know tying. I'm not going to say losing yesterday, although it kind of feels like a loss right now. Uh, tying yesterday was a it, it put them in the wrong direction. Let's put it that way. The the Seahawks won, so they flip flop with the Commanders. But the New York Giants and the Commanders finish in a tie. What are your initial thoughts from that game? And uh, I'm kind of with you. At a certain point, I was like, this is going to end in a tie. These teams are playing too similar, and uh, nobody's really throwing that knockout punch right now. Yeah, well, I, I was listening to the games. So I give that disclaimer first. I listened to the game, uh, you know, great broadcast by by that crew, um, and it just kind of felt like Washington gave that game away. Uh, my initial thoughts, you know, I went back and watched the condensed version, and there were some plays that stood out that I was like, oh man, they could have done these in these different situations. Um, like number one, I feel like you know you need touchdowns, not field goals. You know, yep. teams that are going to win in this league, especially deep into the season and into the playoffs, they get to the red zone, they put the ball in the end zone you can't kick field goals I, I honestly think uh that you got to go for it on that first uh third that that, that uh, instead of kicking that field goal to go up 10 to 0 I think you got to go up 14 now there's something about being down two scores two full scores rather than a field goal and touchdown so uh, I don't think the offense really helped the defense as much that was my first first thought um those those are my first two. I don't want to go too far down with yeah. it, but but those are my first two. I felt like Washington kind of gave it away, left some left some money on the table. I agree, and you know, I think that a couple things can be true. I think you can be happy, you know, with where this team was sitting in the third and fourth quarter. You would, if someone would have told you that this somehow ends in a tie, you'd be thrilled because they got outplayed basically the second quarter. Uh, through the end of regulation. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The, the Giants were dominating after that first quarter. But I also think that there were plenty of opportunities for the commanders to win this game. And I'm with you. I think it's an aggressiveness. I think it's getting too conservative. Um, to me, it just seems like they rely on their run a little bit too much. And maybe, hey, look, Taylor Heineke has been fun to watch, but he leaves a lot of plays on the field, right? I mean, he had Logan Thomas early in the game. He could have had a basically a walk-in touchdown. There were a couple times where he sailed a ball over wide open guys. So maybe Scott Turner feels like he has to run the ball in a couple of scenarios. But uh, to me, the key part came in in overtime. You know, kind of amazing drive to tie it up, all that, no doubt about it. But when you're on the 45-yard line, I think is where they got to after the Curtis Samuel run in overtime. And then you call two runs and a screenplay. I don't I don't know. You got to be a little more aggressive than that to me. I, I don't know what it is, whether you don't trust the quarterback or if you think that you're so um, prideful in your running game, you think you, they can get you those 10 yards that you need. It's, something's yeah. got to happen differently there. The second down run, that's the one that I tweeted this. This is the one that's going to give you nightmares because when you look at it right at the snap, was that the uh, loss of three, I think? It was the loss of three, right? So the def they blitzed the, the defender over Curtis Samuel was in the slot. He moved up to the end of the line of scrimmage. Well, when Taylor got up there, he moved really quickly, quickly got up there and snapped it. Everybody sold out for the run. Thibodeau makes a great up and under move against Logan Thomas. And then on the backside, you see Curtis Samuel has 10 yards of separation from the safety, and then the corner has about 10 yards of separation from Terry. It was a it was an option to where he could have come up and thrown the bubble. If if he would have looked and thrown that bubble, you get Curtis Samuel in space with a blocker. So it's two yeah. on two. Yeah. I, I'm gonna take my money. That might be a walk off touchdown. 
Yeah. That that right there, <clears throat> excuse me. That right there is a play that's like, mm, it, it 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 it's it 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 sucks to see it because you're like, yeah. damn it, that was it. Um, and then the screens. I like those screens how they were mixed in. I think they ran it about six times, but I I'm wondering, are you holding something back because you know you see these guys in two weeks? Because the natural thing for me, as aggressive as they were playing those quick screens to the to the split ends, is fake the screen and you throw a wheel. The guy fakes the block and he gets up the sideline. You know, those two guys. That's the natural next progression um, right. for the offense. And that's why I think this bye week, you got to self-scout. You got to come up with some counter punches because the Giants are going to do the same thing. They're not going to change much. They're going to end up doing the same thing. I agree, and I I think that they are extremely limited in throwing the ball. I don't think you can dismiss the pass because they they hit a couple of um, big passes against you. But I, I agree with you; it's going to be running the football. So you got to figure out how to shut that down. But I agree with you on offense. You got to find something to attack this defense that isn't anything really special. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be special. I think they got a couple of solid defensive linemen, but. You know, we saw all game long yesterday, Terry McLaurin versus old friend uh, Fabian Moreau was a mismatch. you got to find a way to get uh, him the ball more. you got to find a way to get some of these playmakers the ball. And maybe, yeah, maybe the screen was that and maybe it just didn't work. But, yeah, they got to figure something out. And I, I, I got to think that they're going to be working hard over the bye week and beyond to do that. But mm -hmm. I, I look at it, you know, Terry McLaurin made a couple of ridiculous catches i think he snagged away an interception on their last drive uh in regulation but they don't even target him in overtime i think that's a you know 17 was balling out yesterday you got to get him the ball in one way or another but you know you can nitpick and all that you just got to be thankful at that point that that didn't bite you in the butt and end up in a loss at that point you're, you're thankful that it's a tie but seven five and one the, the seahawks are seven and five that's better than seven five and one and you drop out of the playoffs. so it's a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth despite the fact that you didn't lose yeah uh yeah i think that you know this is the best case scenario that isn't a win right you know you're still yeah. kind of in the mix um but i i think that there's there's definitely a lot to look at and a lot to improve from and improve on um you know, I, I, I felt like Taylor was getting a little too risky with the ball. Yeah. You know, people are kind of knowing where he's going with it, um, and it's to Terry. And, I mean, I ain't mad at it. Guy's good. Um, and, and if it wasn't for Terry, you're having very strong hands, and he puts the ball in some, some precarious situations. So um, want him to look at that. This is, this is, this is how I, I envision you have to spend this next you know, time uh, across the bye week, you say, I know that we're going to get into that, but um, I, I need the team to look at that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say before, we, uh, you know, we got the bye week and what does that look like? Um, they got to get healthy. So we hope that Benjamin St. Juice is going to be back. Ooh, uh, yes. who, who knows? I think Chase Young is just an added bonus. I'm not counting on him to play. At this point, I'm just not counting on him to play this season. If he plays, it's a bonus. If not, you know, get right for next year. Um, that's where I'm at. I mean, we can address that down the line, but in all this tie and, you know, almost winning and almost losing, you lost two offensive linemen yesterday. It looks like Tyler Larson's probably done. He was essentially your starting center. Sam Cosme, who started at right guard. I didn't even see him go down, but he was out. Don't know how long that's going to be. Trey yeah. Turner missed the game. You just got Wes Schweitzer back. 
that offensive line did not play well yesterday and they got to figure it out really quick because it sounds like they're going to be down a couple pieces. Yeah, I think that's that. Thank you for bringing that up because that's the point that I was going to say. We're talking about the passing game. I, I, I feel like the passing game got more limited due to the fact that they didn't have anybody out there that could hold yeah. up against a pass rush. And I mean, the, you know, Wink Martindale, he started sending the blitz and he started putting pressure on the, on those young guys and, you know, uh, patchwork O line. And that, that started to eliminate the ability to throw the ball downfield. So, um, you know, you, they'll be able to, they'll be able to find something out and hopefully this, you know, find some health, find some healthy guys. Somebody gets, I th- don't go on vacation. No. Take your butt to the training room, man. Please. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the best case scenario is Wes Schweitzer moves over to center, which he has done in the past, and you you hopefully get Trey Turner back healthy at right guard or slide Sadiq Charles in there. But uh, you know, there's going to be a little bit of shuffling, so these guys have got to step up, and you got to think as much as the Commanders think that they let one get away, so do the Giants. So you know they're going to come with something a little bit different. Th- sh- uh, move something around, shift something up, and they're going to have something up their sleeve, especially if they can smell that that wounded duck that is the uh, the offensive line. So they got to be ready for that. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned B- Benjamin St. Juice. That's uh, you could tell his presence yeah. was was because he was holding it down because he was getting tested. Yeah. You know, all those times he gets tested every game, but he was able to yeah. make plays on that. Um, and I feel like. I feel like since they had a young home, young Christian Holmes in there and Danny Johnson, it, it forced Washington to go into more of a two safety look. Uh, and yeah. that's going to uh, make you more susceptible to, to the run. And you don't have an extra person in the box to, to try to account for uh, the quarterback or the running game. So hell, please get healthy. We got, yes. I mean, back. Darius Slayton's an issue and he probably could have had a little bit more. He dropped another one for the second straight year. He dropped probably a game winning pass against the the against Washington so it'd be nice to have St. Juice out there because we didn't see a lot of Kendall Fuller because you're right they were going after Holmes and Danny Johnson you get St. Juice out there hopefully you can limit their passing game even more and then be able to shut down that run a little bit better so yeah hopefully they're getting healthy hopefully this bye week like we've said is coming at the perfect time but I don't think we expected to have to shift around the all line so that'll be something that remains to be seen how severe those injuries are and that leads us into the bye week. You say get in the training room. Um, I think with this late of a bye week, that makes a whole lot of sense. But in general, what is a player doing when this bye week comes up? You've got two full weeks before you play another game. I imagine at least a week and a couple days before you have to be back to practice. So what does a bye week look like for an NFL player? And generally, you have a little bit of time you know, to kind of review the game and then coach will, will give you some time to spend you know, with your family and, and, and do what you would like to do. Uh, but then obviously you do have to come back and get back to work. So you're going to get a couple of days where generally people would have some you know, pre-scheduled vacations or you know, they would have a trip planned here or there to just you know, get away from football and take a little bit of time to yourselves and fam. So that's what you would normally see. But I think in this scenario – think you kind of got to have a conversation with your wife and your girlfriend uh, and figure out maybe, hey, just let's let's make a little sacrifice and uh, stay in town for this bye week. Yeah. Stay close let's, to the team. Let's do a staycation. It, but is that something like a leader like John Allen? Is that something that he's saying to the guys? Is he like suggesting that or is that something that the coaches say? Or do, does the team realize, hey, we're in the middle of a playoff push. Let's stay focused and stay around. 
I feel like this team, you know, the, the leaders that, you know, John Allen is a name that you bring up, Terry McLaurin's name that comes to mind for me. I feel like those two guys probably got up after that last meeting and they were like, stay here. You know, they had to have said something about it. But, yeah, there's probably going to be more of a player-led initiative. I don't think the coaches can tell you to stay. I, I feel like that's going to be in the CBA where it's like, hey, yeah, you, sure. you know, there might be something in there that says, hey, you can't make them stay for the bye week. But I, I do think if – if people are being legit, cut real with themselves, they can say, hey, guys, you know, if we if we want to do something with this, you know, for a chance to play one to four additional games, sacrifice for these three days, you know, stay, stay yeah. out here for an extra week. Let's watch more tape. Let's, you know, get healthy, get in the training room, uh, get on the field, come up with some, you know, watch tape together, get get better, grow, come up with something new, some new wrinkles or something. Uh, that time together could can be can be huge right now. Yeah, and it's one of the few times that I think the Commanders have gotten a break with their schedule. I think this was, you know, the the Giants played on Thursday on Thanksgiving, right? So they had a couple extra days on the Commanders. It's one of the few times I know the Commanders played on Thursday, so I'd have to go back and look at the schedule how that worked out in their favor. But they get an extra week that the Giants don't have. So coming off a tough game that goes to overtime, the Giants have to turn around. They get to stay at home, but they have to face the Philadelphia Eagles. So you got to like that right there that the Commanders yeah. are going to have a that extra week, and then hopefully, you know, if games played on paper, it's not always that way. But you got to think that the Eagles probably have a pretty good shot to beat the giants yeah. yeah i'm with you i think the commanders just gotta put something together and kind of hopefully catch a really tired giants team in a couple weeks yeah even even if they don't beat they don't beat i guess Philly. The, the bell agrees with me there the so bell maybe agrees. That's a good idea yes indeed it's a key point i mean you gotta think about it you're <laughs> over here resting and your next opponent is over here in a heavyweight bout with you know the te- the best team in the NFL that you've already played and beaten. So you kind of feel you feel some type of way about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that day you're you're an Eagles fan. You're cheering for yeah. those guys, and you That's... you're wanting them to get worn down a little bit so that you can come in there and and uh you know take care of the the leftovers. It sounds gross to say, but yeah, we are cheering for the Eagles next week. The the Seahawks have the Panthers, so let's go Panthers, whether it's Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker, whoever it is, now that Baker's gone. Um, but so so let's look at it this way. Uh, the Commanders have, uh, you know, a pretty – we know the remaining schedule. We know they got Giants part two. They go to San Fran, and they finish with home games against the Browns and the Cowboys. It's all right there. They, they are right there. Um, who knows if the tie affects any of that, whatever – Let's say the Giants win next week, pull an upset on the Eagles. I th- personally think you're looking at an elimination game in the Giants part two because mm. they're going to be eight, four, and one. You're going to be seven, five, and one. The winner obviously will have a leg up there. It make we said they had to split the Giants game. They they tied, so I guess they kind of did the first part. Now you got to go win. I think it's a must win, um, and it's right there with the team in front of you again. Yeah, you you would definitely want to look at these as as win out type of type of situation. That's the only that's the only way that you can know that you've done your part, right? I don't think Washington is in a position to help get help from anybody else. You know, no. I know that you're saying you're cheering for the Panthers, or whatnot. Handle your four, handle these yeah. next four games like it's the last four games of your of your entire career. You don't know what's going to happen after this, and if you if you drop one then you can probably assume that you're out, especially if it's this one. Don't want to lose to these guys, um, especially after you, you almost had it. But I, I think you got to come up with some new wrinkles. 
and you got to figure out how the hell are you going to stop this quarterback run. I think bringing yeah. if, if, if BSJ is back and it can bring uh, more of a single high look and get an extra body up there and allow a spy to, to be around Daniel Jones, then I think that's going to be your best bet. You know, that's got to be your best bet to stop that thing. Well, I'm curious now, and I'm not the X's and O's guy watching film, but I saw a lot of John Bostick. And no offense, but I don't think it's a good scenario when you're having to have him and Jamin Davis. Do you think that was directly related to St. Juice? Was John Bostick supposed to be the extra guy? And if St. Juice comes back, you feel better in coverage. Can you move a Cam Curl or a Derek Forrest down then? Man, I mean, it was, yeah. it's so simple to say, but is that kind of the idea? Well, so I was actually – it wasn't necessarily Bostic that stood out to me. It was the fact that the Giants were running the hell of the ball. I, I, was, I was trying to find tendencies of what they were doing. I, I felt like they were, number one, running away from Montez Sweat. They didn't want to run towards him. They were running towards uh, James Smith-Williams, you know, F.A. Obata. They're running to his side. But then on the other side of it, I felt like they were running uh, like Bobby McCain would be up in the box as that third safety, uh, but they were running towards him. And, you know, he wasn't having this much of a physical presence up against linemen. So I think I had to go back and look and and really try to break it down. But maybe you saw more Bostic to try to stop the running game, you know, Uh, but then you you kind of lose a little bit of help in the passing game. Um, I think a lot of Daniel Jones's runs, especially when he went back up the middle, that's on the defensive line. Uh, They got too spread out. Yes. So everybody starts to rush outside. You need one of those big guys. It needs to be Payne or Allen who can two gap and press just straight down the middle. Uh, Because when they did do that, uh, that when Jones couldn't get out, Deron Payne got that sack. So that's on the front to make sure they set the right net and cast it the right way to keep him in the pocket. Because if he sees an open spot, he's been taught to run. It's like a kitty by the door. You know what I mean? You open that thing, he's out of there. So I, I'm on, I'm gonna end up looking at the all twenty-two, and I got the I got the okay. Cam said I could do it, so I might just it might be just a special episode of the Believe, and you're gonna have to watch it on YouTube. I love it. Um, but if I can, I'm trying to see if there's, and I already know some plays I want to look at, but I want to watch that the matchup of is something about BS. I feel like if you have BSJ, you can bring a safety down. Maybe it allows you to be more aggressive to the run. And you feel confident covering the pass, but they had to go two safeties, which makes you susceptible to the run. Um, and if you go down lineman with Jamin and extra safety in the box, now they can really run on you. Um, so I don't know. It, I think it was a personnel game, chess game that yeah. was playing out against us. Well, I think, uh, you know, whether or not, whatever the strategy was, it was telling that John Bostic, other than your your core group of guys, he played 59% of the snaps, which means he, to me, he was kind of the first guy off the bench almost, like kind of in a way the sixth man. So, yeah, they yeah. saw something. I just, I, I get uneasy. John Bostic, heck of a, he tries hard, but he he's a couple steps behind sometimes. So I, I, I think... Hopefully, if this defense can get healthy, I think I like the the matchup way better the second time around. I'm with you. I think that it can create uh, – hopefully, they can create a couple more turnovers and make Daniel Jones make some bad decisions uh, in the second go-around. Yeah, and then after that, um, the Washington Commanders take a trip on Santa Slay. They head yep. on out to San Francisco. Yep. San Francisco 49ers, you know, the crazy offense with Debo Samuel – 
you've got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you get to visit your old friend Trent Williams after the obviously you need to check on injury. I don't know if he's healthy or not. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is yep. outside. Um, George Kittle. There's a lot of names on offense going up. You know, against a good solid defense. So. Um, yeah. Initially, I kind of chalked this one up as a as a potential L. Me too. Just just because of the travel and like, it's a, just a really good team. Yeah, but now you got to look at it. We said it early on. Brock Purdy could it be a Baker Mayfield? They signed Josh Johnson, who started games in the league before. The quarterback position is the most important position, and they're going to have somebody that they didn't expect to have there a week ago. And for as 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 Talented as an offense is, so are defenses. And if they're going to get their chance to go against a seventh-round rookie, you know that they're going to be licking their chops no matter how effective the offense is. So I'm with you. It looked like an L you know, this time last week, but now it's like, okay, can we get uh, a weaker quarterback? Can we get him to make a couple of mistakes? It kind of reminds me of the commanders, uh, or it was the Washington football team versus the 49ers a couple years ago. Uh, Jimmy G was not healthy for that game. The 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 Washington scored two defensive touchdowns against a young it might have been Nick Mullins or somebody I like think that. It was Nick Mullins. Yeah. So you know, hey, this is why it's a week to week league and that game looks all of a sudden way more winnable than it did last week. Yeah. And then yeah. and then the then uh you got two home games to round out the year. The Browns against Deshaun Watson, who did not look very good yesterday. They relied on three uh touchdowns from the special teams and defense. Um, so that's a, that's a game that you feel like you could get there and Dallas is always tough, but at least you're playing at home. So one more travel to San Francisco, but then two, uh, you know, three more at home, including the giants game. You got to take advantage of your home field. Um, no, no ifs, ands or buts about it. That is true. Fans, you got to show up and you already know week 18 with Dallas coming to town is already going to be a vibe. It's already going to be, you know, exciting and loud and, just everybody's going to bring the energy there. So, you know, that, that Cleveland game, I think, is sneaky. There are a lot of, a lot of big names there. Um, shoot, San Francisco, you got Joey Bosa. Then you got Miles Garrett. You know, yeah. then you got to deal with the Dallas defensive line. Yeah. That's tough, tough it, road. And I was about to say, maybe the, the Cowboys are resting some starters for you, but you know they're not going to make it easy on you. And, and on the flip side, you already lost the game to Cooper Rush. So it's not like you can expect their their – backups to come in and roll over either especially in a rivalry game but Jonathan Allen called the fan he didn't call the fans out he was saying be there and so for these last three home games need the the burgundy and gold to show up and show out and really make FedEx rocking and bumping like it's 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 capable of it's been bad at times but it's capable of rocking and they need you here because this is the, the playoff start now yes indeed that is the truth this, if there's any time to show up and I'll say this I'll say this here's my message to you fans if you're boycotting because you don't like the owner at this time, you need to go on ahead and just go and show up for the team. Mm-hmm. Show up for the team. You already yeah. know that the, the off the field stuff is off the field. That's going to be handled. Show up for the team. Show up for the 53. I saw someone tweet that. It's not, you know, put all the nonsense aside. Show up for those 53 guys that are fighting for a playoff spot. I think you can do that. And if you look at it that way, it makes it a whole lot more uh, tolerable. Drink your own beer in the in the parking lot. So don't buy their their alcohol if that's what the stand you want to take. Don't give them any money except for the ticket. But yeah, then go support the players who are, are a fun team to watch and I think can do something special. And it, it takes uh, the fans to play a part too. Yes, indeed. I I love it when FedEx was rocking. I I remember getting out there here in the We Want Dallas chats. And look, I know how I can get out there. 
They need your help. Show up. Do it for the 53. Do it for the folks on the field. And, Brian, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate you. It's been fun doing this with you all oh, season. Yeah. It's been a blast. Get to talk about the team uh, that I got to play for. And uh, now I get to watch them and talk about them. So it's very fun. Me too. I, I still pinch myself that I'm talking to a former player, a guy that I saw, part of the 53 that I would watch on Sundays. So it's awesome. But I'm selfish and I'm greedy. I want at least another one. So the commanders need to figure out how to get in the playoffs, use this bye week to get right, and then uh, let's have a week, uh, well, I guess let's have a game 18 at least to talk about uh, for this team. So December's uh, going to be a tough month, but I think this team can do it. I like that they have three or four out at home, um, but stick with us. I'm hoping that we see Anthony breaking down the X's and O's. I think that'll be fun to watch over the bye week, see what this team can maybe do and draw up in that second matchup against the Giants. You can see us on YouTube, believe, post it there. You can hear us on TuneIn Radio, Sirius XM Stadium, and all your favorite podcast parts. We are, we're all over the place. My uncle texted me, said he heard a, heard a, a promo for us on Sirius. So we're, we're nice. out there. It's fun. So we're fans too. It's just fun to, to be on this ride. So come join us. Yes, indeed. Check us out on all the social media spots. Yep. Maybe, maybe not all of them. I mentioned Facebook earlier and I was like, I don't think we're on the Facebook. Yeah. But I'm not a big Facebook maybe. guy. But we, maybe. Yeah. But hey, hit the hit up the show on, on Twitter. I uh, believe Commanders on Twitter. You got us on Instagram as well. Uh, check us out over there. And just also don't remember. Don't remember. Don't forget. Yeah. Go to bed online. Use our code believe B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% off. Uh, well, actually, that 50% welcome bonus. That's what you're going to get. So, so essentially, put in $100, you're going to get 50 right back. Just like bingo, that. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Yes, indeed. So, um, yeah. This bye week, we're going to we're gonna still be here with picks. We're going to still be here right. um, later on in the week with, with a couple more episodes for you. A, so a stress worry about it. A uh, bye week is a stress-free Sunday to just watch, watch Red Zone, and you don't have a dog in the fight. So that's going to be nice. Sit back, and hopefully our picks hit. Uh, but, yeah, stay with us. Uh, we'll be putting stuff out there, and uh, we're excited for this stretch run. So thank you guys for checking us out, and thanks to uh, Bet Online and uh, everybody for, for supporting us. Yes, indeed. We'll see you around. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.